This has got to be one of every football fan's favorite day, especially in college. The depth chart is out. We're going to talk about what we learned, some surprises that we found out, and everything you need to know about Rutgers in BC on Saturday. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone, or Tuesday if you're listening to this live, because we are doing this live today. Now, many of you have been waiting. The depth chart is something that a lot of Boston College fans have been waiting for all summer. You know, you've seen all the other schools releasing theirs. You're like, oh, where's BC's? Well, on Tuesday night, it finally came out. And there's some interesting things that we're going to discuss here. Um, there are some new names that many of us don't know much about, and there are some names that may have been lower on the depth chart that uh, I think may have surprised some folks. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to do a third segment today that is going to discuss the um, what your thoughts are. If you have some comments about some of the things that you're thinking about, I want to make sure that you put that in the comment section on YouTube right now. So on today's show, the depth chart. Now let's let's start. We'll we'll go by one segment on the offense, one segment on the defense, and we'll go from there. And so the offense, obviously, Phil Dracovic is going to be the starting quarterback. That is not a surprise. All of us, um, you know, expected that to happen. That you know he's going to be the starter, and Emmett Moorhead would be his backup. Now, you know, the third the third name on there. Matt Reeve was a little bit of a surprise to me, and this is not a big deal. It's the third string running quarterback, but hey, Emmett Moorhead was the third string quarterback last year. No Dalen Menard. Um, and so you go down the, the bigger picture, the bigger question here. What we are looking at, what everyone has been talking about is that offensive line. And do we learn anything in this? Absolutely not. Jeff Halfley kind of trolled us a little bit here because you were hoping when that depth chart came out that you look at that and go, Oh, okay. Ozzy Trapillo is the starter. You know, Drew Kendall's the starter. Nope. You got five oars on there. So you still have no idea who's going to be the starter when BC plays against Rutgers on Saturday. Now I have my thoughts. When I look at the, the at the depth chart, even though he kind of teases with four or uh, five oars or no, Finn Durstein is the only one that is not, is definitely starting. I look at this and I think it still makes sense. And I think you can gleam who the starters are going to be just by looking at where they're at. I think Ozzy Trapillo, he's only listed on here once. He's not, unless he's hurt, there's no way Jack, he's going to have Jack Conley start over him. And then he's not playing. Ozzy Trapillo is one of the few slam dunk offensive linemen that you can, you can bank on. So he's going to be the left tackle. Absolutely. He's going to be the left tackle unless he's hurt. Finn Durstein at left guard. Drew Kendall, I know we've had the injury talks with him. Is he hurt? Is he healthy? Do we? What do we know here? But he's the starter. And then Jackson Ness, Ness is the backup center. Again, something we already knew from what Halfley said. Surprised me that Dwayne Alec has moved over to guard now. But you look down. You have Kevin Klein or Dwayne Alec at guard. I, I have to go with 
Kevin Klein here. I've said all along that he'll be the starting guard. And then Jack Conley at right tackle. Um, folks, that one seems pretty simple. Like it's either Jack Conley or Kevin Klein. Jack Conley's play. I know he had struggles last year, but he is absolutely going to play. So you're, in my opinion, you get your five neck on Saturday. It'll be Trapillo, Durstein, Hen, Klein, and Conley, which is, I think, pretty similar to what I've all along. And, um, you know, I, I like that they have some depth there. They have some new names. You know, Jude Bowery did not make the two deep, which I thought was a little bit of a surprise, but he's a true freshman. And, you know, it does take a little bit of time. Otto Hess, um, who we had on the show a couple years ago, he is on there at left guard. He is 6'6 and 300 pounds, a good size guard for BC. I, I kind of like where BC is at with that position. I think it does kind of lend itself to figure out where BC is uh, going in terms of their offensive line. I, you know, it doesn't give you the straight answers you want, but part of this off part of this depth chart, part of what Halfley put out is a little bit of gamemanship, right? There, who, who do you, uh, to, to do this for? There's two different people, right? The players, the players do read these, you know, and, and I think there is some pride involved there. So that's why it's jam packed with about 60 players. And, the fans read it, but the fans don't really matter. And if you put your program based on what the fans think about your players, then you're going to lose. So again, I look at this and I say, he's not, he's not cards to Shiano on anything. Shiano did the same thing to him. He listed three quarterbacks as, as his potential as the Steve Adazio move. If I've ever heard one offensive line, that's the biggest question mark. Why give him any cards? Throw it out there. The will be starting. That's you know when you go into those team meetings and when Googs and 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 Coach McNulty talk about who is going to start, they know. Now going down the depth chart a little bit more, you look at the running backs, and it looks like he listed literally every running back in that room other than Andre Hines. Um, <laughs> so he's got five in there. It's great to see Cam Barfield and Alex Broom. I mean, I've always thought, based off of what I've heard and what I've seen, that Xavier Coleman's going to play a bigger role in this offense. The fact that he's listed fourth is a bit concerning. But, again, I don't know what he means by just listing five running backs. Should I take that at word that the fourth-string running back is Xavier Coleman, the third-string running back is Cam Barfield, and the fifth is Alex Broom? I mean, we could. Or could Xavier Coleman be lining up there when we get to that game against Rutgers, it could be anyone's guess. And then the, the, when you look at the wide receivers, not really a ton of surprise. And a based basically what Mitch Wolf has said when we did our depth chart previews, you'd have Jaden Williams, Jalen Gill, and Zay Flowers as your starter. And then as your backups, you have Joseph Griffin, who we are all, I think everyone who listens to this podcast are dying to see on the field uh, as the backup to Jaden Williams, Lewis bond, who, uh, I, if Gill can't go, will be a, a fine backup. And Taji Johnson, who he's listed as a backup, but so was CJ Lewis for years. As, you know, he's not a guy that he may not start, but when you get in that red zone, he's going to play. So I think that is just a little interesting caveat there. So you see Taji as a backup, but just know that the starters don't dictate who could jump in when the game goes on. All right, and then finally, the tight ends. This was one of the 
than the offensive line, one of the most interesting positional previews, uh, positions to watch for, because you knew George Takis was going to be the starter. But after the news that Joey Lucchetti retired, you didn't know who would be tight end too, because you have to imagine if they're going with a pro style set, that they're going to go with two tight ends. And you didn't know who the second one was going to be. And Spencer Witter's not on there. I thought all along, and he's been at practice, that Spencer Witter would make it. He's not listed. It's Jeremiah Franklin, a true freshman. Again, that's the third, the fourth true freshman on the depth chart on the offense. He is 6'4 and 217 pounds. I've talked to some sources close to the situation that has said that he's put on about 20 pounds since he's been there. So he's about closer to 235. And that's a good size. I am very interested to see what Jeremiah Franklin can do because I've heard a lot about his pass catching abilities. And when you have him out there with Takis, that's an interesting blend. And then Hans Lillis, who I've always said uh, is a good blocking tight end and what I've heard about what he could do. But I like what Franklin can do. So in our second segment, we are going to discuss the defense. But before I get to that, If you have comments that you want to make about this depth chart, whether you like something, something that caught your eye, hit that comment section right now. Make a comment. Say something about it. I love to hear it. We're going to do a whole section on it in the third segment. So you're going to want to make sure that you are on top of that. Now, BetOnline is your place to go for your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. I love this, and with college football right around the corner, BetOnline has everything that you need right on their website. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts locked on Boston college here. AJ black. Thank you all for listening. And for all the Rutgers fans out there, I see you. I hear you. Uh, and I promise you, I am not a hater. I am not a honk that just roots for Boston college. I'm the, my BC folks out there that are listening to this right now, you know how I am. I, I, I do tend towards being more optimistic towards the Eagles, but am I a, uh, a BC Homer? Nah, I wouldn't consider myself that, but when we look at this depth chart now, we're, we're looking at this game. We're looking at Saturday's matchup for set for the Rutgers, uh, game uh, BC versus Rutgers at alumni stadium. And this is a game, uh, that has a lot on the line for the Eagles. It's a good way to start off the season fresh. And from an overall perspective, when you look at this depth chart, one of the big things that sticks out to me is the depth. BC finally has it. Halfley has said for two years now that he doesn't have depth in a lot of key positions. And when I look at this defense, I see one of the things that he's been missing finally get there. And I specifically see it on the defensive line. When you look, you see Marcus Valdez as a starter at left end. That is not a surprise in the least. You knew he was going to be a graduate star. You know, he's a graduate student. He's going to be a starter. You look at the other end, it's Cheetah Salah or Donovan Azaraku. I still think Salah probably will get majority of the steps, but we'll have to see if he can't do what Azaraku could do. 
you might see Azaraku. Azaraku, one of the things I thought was really interesting, and I hadn't looked at this weight before, Azaraku's two, two inches smaller, but only four pounds lighter. He's a bigger dude. I remember watching Azaraku last year and thinking, this is a kid that's really kind of small, right? And he got bigger. He's he's put on some weight. He's 236 now. That's a good size for a defensive end. So I'm wondering how much you're gonna play. He's gonna play. And then on the left end, you have Nito Akpala as your backup and Kivon Wright, who's a true freshman. And then also on the right end, you have jammed in there Josh Hardy, Edwin Kalangi, and Quintavious Hutchins, all either freshmen or redshirt freshmen. So lots of talent there. And Halfley has said this before, like he's got a lot of depth now at the, at the defensive end position. And I thought that was interesting. Now the defensive tackle spot, I thought, you know, defensive tackle and nose tackle. I thought there was some interesting notes here that to look at. Obviously Chabuzi and Wuka and Cam Horsley are going to be the starters. You go back from there. And I got, I thought it was really interesting. The first thing that popped up and I'm, I'm just curious why he's there is Ty Clemens, who I had projected as a defensive end. He's only six two, two 250. 59 pounds, which is bigger than, you know, Dominic Azaraku, but what smaller than Jabuzian Wuka. He's like 40 pounds smaller than him. Uh, he's listed as the backup defensive tackle. Uh, much smaller. I wonder if they're going for speed there. And then on the nose tackle, the backup, and shout out to whatever listener called this out, Quan Williams. I had been saying all along during the spring that he's a name to watch for. I just haven't heard his name mentioned at all. But <laughs> in, you know, press releases, talking to the staff, things like that. He just didn't pop up. And then Owen Stoudmire and Nigel Tate are the backups behind him. And Clemens jumped to established players. Isaiah Henderson and Chris Banks, both guys. I mean, Banks just transferred here from Temple last year. And Isaiah Henderson was a starter at the beginning of last year. So it tells you there's a, some changes going on in the way Halfley and Tem Lokobu are looking at this roster. Then you move over to the linebacker position. And again, I, I, I find this stuff fascinating. Everything about this, it just gets me going. That's why I jumped right on to talk about it as soon as it came up. The Mike linebacker is Bryce Steele. Uh, I was talking to Mitch Wolf about this, and Mitch had said he thought all along Cam Arnold would be the Mike. You know, that's, that's a big position. Bryce Steele is fast. And it's interesting to see what he could do this year if that's the position he's put at. And then at the weak linebacker, you have Cam Arnold or Vinny De Palma, and then Cam Arnold or Jalen Blackwell. Now, that doesn't mean much to me. Cam Arnold's going to play one of those two positions whenever he's out there. But the, the, and so will De Palma. De Palma's going to find his spot. He has his role on this roster. You know, he does his thing. But what strikes me is that Jalen Blackwell is listed as a potential starter. We've heard all about this kid. He's a redshirt freshman who plays violently. He hits and hits and hits and hits. And I think he is a guy that could leap up to become I, I, this linebacker crew. I, I, I'm excited to watch what they can do. And I hope you are too. Because Jalen Blackwell is fast. Bryce Steele is fast. And Cam Arnold can play that. You got a lot of talent here, folks. And I think it's really exciting. And just as a small note, I put it up on Eagle Insider earlier today. Casey Finney, who's a red shirt, who was from Massachusetts, he flipped from Michigan to BC, um, no longer is on the roster. He is now a, um, he retired from football. He's gone. So just an interesting note there. Um, and best of luck to Casey and whatever he does choose to do that's not football. And then the, the cornerback position, again, 
One quick little note here. I accept, I expected CJ Burton to be the starter, but they list three different guys as potential starters at, at cornerback. Various nickel, which, okay. Then they have Jalen Cheek as a potential starter. Now, this is the kid we haven't talked about a lot. He is a uh, red freshman from New Jersey, a, a solid recruit, one that I was really excited when they landed him. He's up there along with Amari Jackson, who, bing, 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 I called that all this year that he'd be up there, and he is as a potential cornerback. The free safety and strong safety are, are what we expected. So that's your defense. And your your special teams, the big one that we saw is that Danny Longman's going to be the punter. We were wondering who's going to win that battle between Longman and Sam Candotti, a uh, Australian transfer, uh, not Australian transfer, Australian true freshman, and it was Longman that wins it. Now, I'm curious to see. I mean, he hasn't really done a lot to show me that he can do some big-time things, but wait, we'll, you know, stranger things have happened, so we'll see there. And then finally, Zay Flowers is still listed as a punt returner for all those that are not happy about Zay being a potential special teamer. He could be playing out there just on special teams on punt returns. Where I was talking again, talking to Mitch about this punt returns a little safer. Cause as long as you're not catching pass, you know, catching um, punts that are going to get you killed, you still have the potential to, to keep yourself healthy. So that's our thoughts on the depth chart in our last segment. I'm going to go to the comment section. If you are listening to this right now, chance to get heard on the on the Locked On Boston College podcast, and I want to hear each and every one of you talk about your thoughts. So shoot them in the comments, and if you're just listening on the podcast, this is a perfect chance too. It's an interactive episode. I want your thoughts. Hit the comment section on YouTube, and we'll get to that in just a moment. This is Locked On Boston College. Your team. Every day, we're the only daily Boston College podcast, and I am happy to talk about Rutgers and BC again, getting ready for that game on Saturday. And we're going to go to our comment section and talk about some of the things that you, the comment section, and and fans of our podcast, thank you to all of us, all of you, uh, have to say about this game and about this depth chart. If you have not, if you're listening, and there's a good chunk of you, this is a good, this is a good uh, listening group subscribe button right now if even if you use youtube all the time hit subscribe and become just a listener of our podcast it does help our podcast grow all right quinn riley says i think googs is the right for an o-line like this quinn i totally agree with you i fan of um of googs i i think is he's a he's a veteran coach who's been around everywhere in the college and pro ranks and I think he is a guy that will be perfect for a young offensive line. And you're, you're totally right, Quinn. Good, good point. Thank you for, for uh, asking that question. Michael Gibb, one of our favorite uh, followers of this podcast, says, half mentioned the offensive line being as deep as it's ever been. And I think we'll see heavy rotations based off depth chart, which I like. Maybe a unit that has finally steps up after two poor years. Yeah, I mean. I am excited to see all these new names. Like you, someone asked me on um, Dennis Monahan, who's a other follower of our podcast, said, "Hey, AJ, can you tell me about who is Halfley guys versus who are Dazio? Is this like a Halfley team yet?" And I got to tell you right now, I didn't have enough time to look through. It does seem like it's trending more towards Halfley guys now, 
you see more and more of them popping in now. And I'm excited to see as we kind of progress along who, um, who, you know, who could be the next big guy. And I look at, as I've said, Nito Ekpala is a name. I, I can't stop thinking about as a, a potential breakout star. And on the, that, that linebacking crew, I'm really pumped to see what Jalen Blackwell can do. All right, BC football fans, another big super fan of the podcast says, hey, AJ, someone was asking about Kevin Pine. Any insight? You know, Kevin Pine's an interesting one because he was a four-star recruit, one of the highest recruits that Adazio landed out of Massachusetts on the offensive line. And I have not heard his name mentioned once. <laughs> and it's no no bash to the kid because sometimes you, you, you get these high rankings and then nothing happens. Um, you If you remember the spring game, he was like near the end of the bench. Like they had Jed Bow, uh, Jude Bowery, a true freshman playing over him. They had Jackson Ness uh, playing out there and Dwayne Alec all ahead of him. I do not see Kevin Pine cracking the two deep at any point soon. And I, I, you know, at the end of last year, he was a name that, struck me as a potential transfer portal guy, just like, and not, and I don't know what he thinks. I'm just thinking like, based off of if you're going to play and you want to play, I don't see him um, breaking that too deep. So I'm surprised he's still on the roster, just given that he, you know, maybe he just wants his education. I don't, I don't know his thoughts, but I don't see him breaking the two deep. I still think, you know, there's other guys that could potentially jump up and, and get up there before he does. All right. Oopity boopity or oopity doopity. Um, so he says, let's give Amari Jackson some run. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, with Jeff Halfley's secondary, you get guys in and out all the time. You're going to see more and more guys playing uh, than you've ever seen before. And as they can, if they're talented enough, they're going to see the field. Amari Jackson is very talented. He will see the field. Okay. So I, I like that. Doug Masta, uh, thank you for your question. Who wins? Well, if you ask the Rutgers fans that listened yesterday, they think that I think BC is going to win like 60 to 10, um, and which is not what I'm going to say. But if you like my podcast, I'm going to make you wait for my official prediction until Friday's episode. So I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to leave things a little bit uh, cool here and I'm not going to tell you who I think. Um, I mean, if you listen, I mean, I had a whole episode about it yesterday, but uh, hit that subscribe button and make sure you get that question and, um, and hear your answer on Friday's episode. BC football fans again. Also, do you think George Takis ceiling is as high as Hunter Long in his last year at BC? Looks like you'll have all the opportunity this year to do as much damage as his ability will allow. Will he be as good as Hunter Long? I don't think so. Um, he definitely has the pedigree to be very good but will he be as good as long? I mean, long was good. I mean, he was one of the better ACC tight ends that year. This is a kid that has what? Eight total receptions. And I know he was behind Michael Meyer. I get that, but I, I, I cannot in my right mind, put his bar that high. Like I can't say that, that George Takis is going to be the next Hunter long. I just want him to be serviceable. And if he can do that, that's fine. Great question though. Thank you. Oopity boopity again. Oopity boopity has some great questions about Amari Jackson. So we'll go again. Most impactful true freshman, Griffin, Amari Jackson, Quan, or Hala. I'm going to go with Joseph Griffin here. Um, 
Amari Jackson's a close second for me because I think he'll play too. Uh, the other two, I think, probably won't see the field as much. But Joseph Griffin's my my key one because I think, he, you know, with the wide receivers position, you get guys out there that can catch the ball and 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 athletic ones like him. He's gonna find the field fast, and um, I think he's gonna he's gonna do it. So my my answer is Joseph Griffin. Dollard Bills says AJ re- really looking forward to wrinkles in the defense looks like speed and halfway guys across linebackers and debate DBs surprise. Burton's not listed alone. I trust in Tim. Now I thought the same thing about Burton. Like, why is he not listed as a starter? He was, you know, he's been with the media. They've had a lot. He's going to play. And, you know, he's listed twice. He's listed as a starting cornerback. He's also listed as um, the start one of the backup nickel. So again, Halfley loves that versatility and he has, he has to bury as the nickel, but he also has Burton there. I think you could see both guys switching in and out. You could see DeBerry as the outside guy and, and Burton going to the nickel. Cause he did do that a bit last year when DeBerry was hurt. You saw, um, you could see some other changes going around. I think Burton's going to see a, a, a majority of plays when there's extra corner uh, wide receivers out there. That being said, I think the starting two corners throughout that'll be consistent as long as they stay healthy is Elijah Jones and Josh DeBerry. And then when other things change, they'll get those other two guys out there. And then uh, there's just a few little small comments. Thank you all for your questions today. I hope you enjoyed this live episode. If you have not hit subscribe yet, hit the subscribe button on our podcast. We're going to do live ones a lot. I'm doing those these mostly live because I just kind of like doing this. Um, and I like, uh, I like interacting with all of you and we'll do more, uh, commenter sections. Um, and we'll do this more often. Oopity boopity has one last question. Are you concerned at all with the lack of depth at the free safety and strong safety positions? I guess a little bit. I mean, it does seem like a little bit like if a guy gets, goes down, you're, you're, you're pretty low with, but if Jaden would be, and Jason Matry can stay healthy, you're okay. But I mean, I mean, you're right between John and Muse, Maitre, they've had some, Mike Palmer got hurt. They've had some injuries at that position a lot. You want to see some depths there. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, guys like Bug Jones, I, I don't see him on there. If he's hurt, they, you know, they don't tell us this stuff. We'll find out about it on Saturday. But again, thank you all for listening. I'm going to stop reading your comments now. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Uh, or at Lockdown BC. Make sure if you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button right now. Just do it. Do it right now. And if you're listening on your podcast, go on to YouTube and hit subscribe. Um, I've enjoyed doing this. This was a fun episode, and I hope you enjoyed it too. We'll be back again tomorrow with some more breakdowns of BC and Rutgers. It's an episode you're not going to want to miss. From AJ Black, have a great night, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Take care.